Oh, so. thank you. you. You reminded me. I wanted to say something about the Bengals because there's another take I saw along with the bad takes about changing the overtime. There's still people holding on to wrong draft takes, right? And, and, and I'll start with me. I watched Josh Allen ball out last night. Giants should have drafted Josh Allen and not Saquon Barkley. Like, I could live with my wrong decision. I'm never going to say I didn't want to draft him. That would be a lie. But I, I can honestly say in 2022, January 2022, damn, I wish we would have got Josh Allen. Okay. So when you fools are going online with your name and typing words saying, I still think the Bengals shouldn't have drafted Chase, you sound stupid. Don't bother me. I'm working. 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 Don't work it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is another great day to discuss other people's excellence. I'm the unforgettable one himself, Mr. Brett Carroll. Charles is always daydreaming, and we're two guys that like BS in that work. And if we're going to discuss other people's excellence, we have got to start with the excellence that was this past NFL weekend. Game I know of the Roger, year, baby. Game of the year. Roger Goodell and everybody in the you know front offices of NFL headquarters are probably still crying tears of joy because how could you script a better weekend concluding with the best game of the freaking year, maybe the best game of the decade so far in Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen. This is what they wanted. They wanted that matchup for Sunday night. We knew it was going to be a good game and somehow it still blew expectations out the water my God. And it's one of those things as a Steeler fan, I'm glad we got our ass whooped. And was like, no, seriously, because as a fan of football, we would not have been a better product. No, you wouldn't. Have. We wouldn't. I'm glad have. you said it because you would have said I was hating. So I'm glad you said like, it. No, no, like, like, look, in my dream of dreams, we would have somehow stunk our way to the Super Bowl. It would have been just, you know, defense and special teams. Oh, the only way it could have been better if if somehow Big Ben had his career game in that game. Like if it was the same thing, because Josh Allen, in my opinion, had a career game. I'm looking at the numbers, and they're far from bad. So don't don't mistake what I'm about to say. But they're not as amazing as his play actually was. So if you don't if you didn't watch that game, shame but on you. Why, but that's why but, I don't like stats. Yeah, stats but, but, but listen to this: twenty eight for forty eight, two hundred and eighty seven yards, six yards uh, on our average, two touchdowns, one intersect interception. Four sacks. His QBR was 52 with a quarterback rating of 80.8. Misleading as hell because let me tell you guys, you guys know I'm not a Bills fan, but somehow I was emotionally wrecked. That was his stats from last night? Yeah. But he didn't have two interceptions. He had And he had four touchdowns. Oh, shit. I think that's from the regular season game. Yeah, ESPN done messed me up. Thank you. Yo, how is ESPN? Google, yo, Google straight up said, yeah, you want the, the 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 game. I was like, yeah, the 2021 game. Click. They gave me the AFC championship game. That's from last year. Yeah, yeah, yo, that's savage as hell. <laughs> like, that's not even this season. Yeah. Yeah, nah. Man. I was so about you, to say. So y'all know, y'all, y'all know I'm a regular person out there. <laughs> just, just doing my my diligence. I'm looking at like this wasn't even impressive. Yeah. What the fuck am I saying? Gabe uh, Davis broke the playoff record. Uh, uh, last night 
Like nobody, no receivers ever had four touchdowns in one game. And there he goes. Josh Allen drove it down the field, just fucking slinging it. I screamed when he had that touchdown with only 13 seconds left. What the fuck? And then take notes, Cowboys fans. And then <laughs> take notes, McCarthy. And you, then you do a lot in 13 in less than 15 seconds if you write in the right place. Hold on. I need to give my boy the unforbreadable one his props right now. Because this dude said years ago, like three years ago, that this guy Mahomes is going to be one of the goats. And I thought earlier this year when he was placed in the same breath as Brady, Manning, Breeze, all the all the boys. Like they, somebody said, Eli should have been in there too. I'm not delusional. Mahomes is already up there because I've watched all these guys. I've been able to live through the greatest quarterback era ever, and Mahomes throws different. And I mean that in the best of ways. Most guys wouldn't fuck that. Most human beings on this planet. Can't do a regular pump fake and then throw the ball sideways like a baseball player and hit it with that spiral and with that accuracy. That is amazing. I ain't seen no one do it. I know some of you guys can pull up a Michael Vick uh, highlight where it kind of looks like he's doing it. It ain't Patrick Mahomes. Well, I'll tell you one guy who does that. Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford. Yeah, another another thing. Who are all these people acting like we didn't know Matthew Stafford was good? Listen, there's a lot of people that swore Matthew Stafford was overrated and he was a stat patter and all this other stuff. I kept trying to tell people he was in Detroit. And everybody was like, but he had Megatron. How do you not win with Megatron? I said, because one, Megatron's not as good as y'all remember him to be, but that's another story. Yeah, stop hitting on Megatron, bro. And 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 two, even if he was as good as y'all say he was, that's two people, bro. This is football. This is not basketball. Yes, Detroit had probably five great players on it. Cool. If this was basketball, they would probably win the chip every year. This is football. If you have only five great players, you're probably only winning five games. And Oh, that's right. That's what Detroit was doing during that time. Oh, and real quick, real quick. Josh Allen's actual stats for the game last night. That'll be the cold open, guys. Uh, 27 for 37, 329 yards, 8.9 average, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Two sacks, a 90 QBR, and 136 rating. Can we just appreciate and let's let's roll with it because at least we now we know what last year's game was. The growth alone in Josh Allen, because again, those numbers, as amazing as the four touchdowns and no interceptions are, also congrats to the wide receiver catching all four of them because two two of those are amazing plays. But that game, magic. That is that was a movie game. To the point where, what was it, 25 points got scored in like two minutes? And I remember, so I'm not, well, I remember like it wasn't yesterday. <laughs> I remember back in yesterday. So I remember like it was yesterday. So we're watching the game, and I'm telling the people that I'm watching you, I'm like, yo, this is going to be an instant classic. I'm telling you. This is during the third quarter. And they're like, how do you how do you know that? I'm like, I'm telling you. Like, first not even look, a bold prediction, bro. That's and, like, and, like, I'm, and I'm saying, and I'm saying, look at the score already, and then look who the two who these two guys are. It's gonna be it's gonna be a, a instant classic. Then that fourth quarter happens, and when Josh Allen scored with 13 seconds, like everybody's celebrating, like, oh my god, this guy. I said, this game ain't over. I'm like, what are you talking about? I said, I'm, I'm telling you, 13 seconds with three timeouts, and they just need a field goal. This game ain't over. 
And you could ask anybody that was there. I said it three times. I said, this game ain't over. Sure enough, first first possession, I said, it ain't over. Second catch, it ain't over. Third catch, it ain't over. Field goal, boom. I said, I told y'all, instant classic. I don't care what happens in overtime, this is an instant classic. And then when Patrick Mahomes got the ball, I said, oh, damn, Josh Allen, I'm sorry. I, I, somebody, one of my boys was rooting for the Chiefs. I said, congratulations, you're going to win this game. Now, now that – now that Mahomes got the ball again, he's not letting Josh Allen get this ball back. Oh, and sure enough, went right down the field, first and goal, a fantastic throw to Kelsey, who made an even better catch in the end zone. Again, instant classic. Instant and, classic. And, and props to Kelsey. I know you've been a harsh critic on him, saying he's a product of Mahomes, but that dude shows up like you're supposed to. So even if he's he a showed product- up last night, he showed up. He showed up last night. I'm not gonna say shows. He showed up last night. I'm gonna give props and props is due. They played that last drive masterfully in terms of understanding the coverages uh, and using the inside seam, knowing he had a timeout, faking outside, just going straight up, straight up the gut on the seam route, catching it, getting down, and calling timeout immediately. That's masterful. And then, like I said, they catch in the end zone. That's masterful. There's been times. And that wasn't the play. That wasn't the play. Kelsey just said to Mahomes, hey, they're leaving me open. I'm going to go where they're open. And that's that's what I'm saying. They read the, they read the coverage and realized, oh, they're playing me outside. I'm just going to come up the scene. There's a Which video. Because that's on the exactly dope what Davis was doing to the Chiefs. Like, those two touchdowns were both because they were playing him to the outside so much. He would fake outside and just keep going up the scene wide open for those two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's one of those things, like, like good for them. I'm saying, like, you know, why don't we do that? This was the best. This, remember, this is the number one defense in the league with the Bills, and the Chiefs carved them up like a holiday turkey. Well, the, not only were they tired, but they made a couple of bad decisions, like uh, – not, not squibbing was a bad was a bad idea. Like blitzing at the wrong. Both defenses did the wrong thing. So so people getting giving shit to just the Bills defense, uh, the Chiefs defense, you know, let Josh Allen march down the field too. So nobody was getting stopped in overtime. People complaining about the overtime rules. Listen, I hate to be the old guy in the room, but y'all would have been sick like 15, 20 years ago when playoff overtimes got ended on a field goal. But I do think, at least in the playoffs, I do think both teams should have the ball. No, I don't. I really, you know what? Why I don't? Because they made the, the point uh, pretty well earlier today on the K show that even if that's the case, okay, no matter what, even if you just score the touchdown, you get the ball. So if you go, best case scenario is then you march down the field and you tie it up. The other team still, the, whoever wins the cost, the, the, the coin toss, still will have more possessions. Mathematically speaking, with the time, they will still have more possessions. It's a sudden death overtime, and and you know, I I, I defend bad games sometimes just for, as good defense with me and you just as fans, right? Like that's on the defense. You know what I mean? I, I know they're tired. Everyone's tired. It's overtime. Everybody played the same game. The defense needs to make a stop. It's it's not as it only on the on both teams to be fair. Shit ain't fair. It's sports. Like, you know no, what I mean? That's the crazy part. I mean, I, I get that. I guess a game like last night, you kind of didn't want it to end anyway. Yeah, I, that, that's what it is. People are butthurt it had to end because I wanted Josh Allen to win. I have no dog in well, that. I, I just wanted Josh Allen to have his have his moment to say, hey, man, now you get the ball. And at the end of the day, you're right. If both teams have the ball and they both score, okay, it's sudden death. Next team to score wins. And obviously that's advantage Mahomes because all he needs now is a field goal to win it. But I don't think we would have – been upset with that. It's like, hey, both we knew at that point whoever had the ball last was going to win. 
That's just what it is. And and, and you lost the coin toss. But I mean, I'm it is what it is. Like I said, I, I'm surprising. just you know, defense needs to step up, and, and, and it's it's bullshit in the sense that neither defense would have stepped up. If Josh Allen got the ball for, first, we're talking about a Bills win today, and the Chiefs uh which is turning into a dynasty real quick wouldn't be there now the chiefs are in their fourth straight afc championship game the second time in andy reed's career his team made four straight championship games so props to andy reed top five coach of all time already again giants fan here y'all don't give him enough props for how good the eagles were for that long and that's me saying that so i just want to throw that out there andy reed you could argue andy reed is the GOAT coach. Obviously, I think it's Bill Belichick. But if, but, but if you said Andy Reid and someone's like, what? You don't know who Andy Reid is. Because that dude has never had a team that didn't want to play for him. And that's amazing. He never lost the locker room. He never had this terrible shit. Like the worst locker room he had was with McNabb and T.O. And with retrospect, I think we all kind of put it on the two egos that weren't Andy Reid. So Andy Reid is up there. Patrick Mahomes is up there. The Chiefs look like they're they're aiming to 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 be in their third straight Super Bowl. And and don't forget, four years ago they lost in overtime to the Pats. So everybody needs to you know man the fuck up. Like stop. This is how overtime works. We know how it works because if you if you don't like how over the overtime rules, maybe just maybe don't let it get to overtime. Yes. Point of matter is we were treated to a the best game of the year. Yeah, bro, me and you were ready to come up on here, and, and I think you're kind of with me with before this game. Uh, Ravens, Raiders, and Raiders Chargers were up there for game of the year contenders. Still are, still great games. But after last night, with with everything that was part of that game, especially because it was a, a divisional round playoff game, especially after the weekend of. of Four game or three games up to that point that all went down to the wire. This one went to overtime. One of the best shootouts of the year between two young quarterbacks that we could only hope this is the beginning of the next ten. Uh, this is a stop. Stop. It's not. It's not a hope. These guys are here to stay. This is the new generation's Brady versus Manning, and I'm here for it. I'm no, here I'm for here it. for it, yo. Okay, so I think it was my boy John that said it to me first in in in, in our, one of my league chats. Right, he said. He just said, holy shit, how deep is the AFC? And, and I pointed something out to him because I said Lamar Jackson. I, I, I said Mahomes, obviously, Allen, Joe Burrow. Herbert. Herbert. And then. And, no, and no, then no, no, no. Those five. Those five, right? And we done forgot that Deshaun Watson. Exists. I was just about to say that. And there was a guy <laughs> named Deshaun Watson. That's just you know out what? there. You know what? Screw it. Because you went there, let me just say now. I was gonna, I was gonna say this at the end. I'll say. Oh, now. oh God! I done got him started. This is why, to me, I there's two there's two things I I came away with at the end of that game. This is why everybody's high on Malik Willis because even though he's a project, that's what you're hoping to see because he can do things that only those two guys can do. Right. That like that's why everybody's so gun ho about Malik Willis because it's like, yeah, he's raw, but if you can get remember, we forget Patrick Mahomes was a project. Josh Allen was a project. We forget that. Patrick Mahomes has even admitted sitting out that first year was like the best thing that ever happened to him because he got to read defenses. He didn't even know how to how to find the mic for half the season. So him sitting out for that first year was a good thing for his development. We forget Josh Allen's mechanics were terrible. His accuracy was terrible. They had to bring in guys to help him do that. So kudos 
to both organizations for developing their quarterbacks in the right way. And then kudos to those guys for being humble enough to take whatever criticisms and advice they were getting and utilizing it. If you're a guy like Josh Allen, you could have easily said, look, man, I'm in the NFL. I'm a first round pick. My lack of mechanics got me this far. I don't need to fix fix myself. But he decided, no, if I want to be great, let me take this advice and be the best version of myself I can be. And now he might be the second best quarterback in the league behind Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes sit, being humble enough to sit behind a guy like Alex Smith and learn for a year. That, ta- that takes a lot. You know what I mean? Like, so I want to give those guys credit too for working on their games because there's so many athletes throughout the years where we we pull our hair out and it's like, man, if you would have just worked on your game, how much better could you have been than what we're already seeing? So and, the- and, and Mahomes was 378 yards, almost nine yards per average, three touchdowns, a, a QBR of 96, and a quarterback rating of 123.1. That yeah. dude, beast. Like, and, and- and the second, so when it comes to Malik Willis, here's the problem though. Malik Willis to me is more Trey Lance. He needs way more development than those two guys did. Way more. Okay, so, you, so you brought up Trey Lance. Uh, thank you. Because there was the Niners did play this weekend. And again, we didn't record last week because by the time we would have put it up, the games would have started. So we never really talked about the Niners. And I and I told you before the game started that I thought the Niners were going to win. I thought the Niners were going to win. I thought the Bengals were going to win. And most people were like, what are you talking about? For for the, for defense on the, on the Titans side, for Aaron Rodgers on the Packers side. And here we are, the Niners and Bengals both win. In the Niners case, Jimmy G is getting disrespected. That dude is kind of underrated. I don't know, I don't know how you could both be overpaid and underrated, but he is. <laughs> but he literally wasn't the problem. Everybody was going to harp on that interception later in the game. Like his wide receivers weren't dropping balls that were hitting him in the hands and in their numbers. So that's not on Jimmy G. That was the second time I watched a quarterback uh, trying to beat the Packers and Lambeau and their wide receivers were killing them in the last couple of years. Jimmy G would be the surefire starting quarterback for the foreseeable future on any team that didn't draft the quarterback in the first round in the last draft. Like, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they, what, I guess, what, to your point, they see that tr- they, they believe that Trey Lance can, can give them that next step. But if Jimmy G is on the move in this offseason, he's he one of those, be. he's like a Derek Carr. He's he he, like, it depends he on be. where he goes. He won't be. And that's, and that's what I was going to get at. The, the Niners are going to spin the wheel on Jimmy G one more year because they need another year of Trey Lance development. One. And two, he's earned the right to spin the wheel on him unless, unless he plays atrocious on Sunday, um, he's they're going to give him another year to do this because one thing he has proven, when healthy, they go far with him. So the real, the real issue has been his lack of health, right? He's proven, like, look, when they're healthy, they go pretty far with him as quarterback. Is he the sexiest uh, uh, well, player yes. on the oh. field? Oh, yeah, off the field, yes, four stars. <laughs> Gucci Garoppolo. But on the field, is he the sexiest quarterback on the field? No, but he's a winner. You know, man, he's proven when he's in the game, they win. And when he's not in the game, they can't win shit. So the whole point of Trey Lance is like, okay, well, we want to take that and take ourselves to the next level. But we also know that this dude needs a couple years of development. So I think they're going to spin the wheel, whether they win the Super Bowl or not, I think they will spin the wheel on Jimmy Garoppolo another year to give Trey Lance that other that other year development. Second thing I was going to say, Steelers, you, I hate to say that you're going to have to trade for Deshaun Watson. Because 
you need a guy. If you're, the, the AFC is so loaded, you need a freaking dude. What the hell are you guys going to trade for to get Deshaun Watson? You're going to have to trade multiple years of first-round picks, but that's okay. You need a dude. It, there's nobody in this draft besides maybe Malik Willis that tells me that they're going to be that dude. You need Yeah, but why would, why would the Texans trade him to the Steelers? Because, no, I'm being serious. Hypothetically, Same reason right, why they would trade him to the Dolphins. To the Steelers, if you trade him to the Steelers with Mike Tomlin, that who thinks that you guys are going to have a losing season? Why would I want your first? I'm just saying, I compared to other deals I could get for for firsts. Like I don't, I don't think the Steelers would they ever were, suck. They were, they were going to trade him to Miami, and I, I think Miami, Miami has a better chance of sucking. That's what that's what I'm saying. Not with Deshaun Watson, they don't. Because the Texans didn't suck with Deshaun Watson. No, the Texans were in the playoffs every year. They were terrible that one year when they had nobody. The Dolphins are a good football team. That's why they're trying to get rid of Tua because they they realize if we have a better quarterback, we can win. They have a good defense. Do they do they, they need to fix their line? Yeah. And they need to add like another receiver, but that's nothing, that's nothing they can't do. If you have Deshaun Watson on your team, he masks some of those problems that you have in your offense. And with that defense and with Brian Flores as the coach at the time, the Dolphins would have been a contender. Especially I don't I'll say I'll say it right now because I know at some point that's gonna come up. I don't want the Giants to trade for him. I want the Giants to go use the, the two first round picks on offensive linemen. Or unless there's a pass rusher that they really love on to use it on use both firsts on, on offensive linemen. Let uh DJ start next year. If we suck, we have a higher pick in a better quarterback draft, or we can just improve at the quarterback position through free agency. Because I don't think DJ is the future, but I also think he's the best uh possibility with the cap situation. Trading for Deshaun Watson, besides all the media bullshit, all the accusations, all the extra shit that is obvious and we just don't need to get into because me and Brett agree. If he's a monster, he's a monster. Best case scenario, if he plays and he's not a monster, still, the like how much would he improve the Giants if we have to trade all these picks we still don't have an offensive line and that would not improve the cap at all to get rid of the current cap just to bring in what he is. We say that, and, and you know I agree with you because I've been the same. I've been the same, preaching the same type of patience with the Steelers. But again, after watching that game, if you ever want to win a Super Bowl, you need that that guy. Oh yeah, but your team is closer. Your your team is closer to being a quarterback away than the Giants. Like no, I've true. argued to some Very of my true. friends that the Giants have talent. Like me and my boy Christian, we have a, a bet of uh, uh, who's going to be better first by next year. I think by twenty twenty three, the Giants or the Jets. He got the Jets. I got the Giants. Right, and but and we we made two different bets, like better record and who makes the playoffs first. Just to, to hedge our bets, right. But in that, I said, right now, the Giants have more talent than the Jets. And, he, and he's like, how does that make sense? Because you hate Gettleman. Yeah, we have more talent. We are not a talented team. Those, those, those two things aren't necessarily the same thing. They're right. Steelers. Just because I, I mean him, or he's a Steelers fan. I'm a Giants fan. This is what fans do. The Steelers, conversely, very talented team. And they have talent in, on, in a bunch of positions, especially on defense. Come on, man. <laughs> like, I like a couple defensive players the Giants have. Ain't nobody on my defense like why that dude's special. You know what I mean? Like on, on your offense, I, you know I like Barkley, but who? But health matters a lot. And your and your running back Najee Harris, to, to, to quote uh, one of the best hacks on ESPN, bad man. But it is what it is. So going forward, 
I, I just don't think we're a quarterback away. We have to fill up so many holes. Not. We have You're to not. do an actual rebuild. The last couple of years, we didn't even do uh, patchwork rebuilds. We would go out in free agency and spend bank. In 2016, we did it. And then last year, we did it. And neither time helped. Like, we need to hit on the draft. Our draft sucked. The, let everybody know, Gettleman made, makes Jerry Reese look amazing. And to all you youngins that think the Giants are racist – and we would never have a black quarterback because we really haven't had a black quarterback. Uh, they're not racist. One, our, our second most, arguably, if not our most, our second most uh, successful g- general manager is black. Jerry Reese is a black man, guys. I don't know how to break this to you, but the racists wouldn't give control over the organization for as long and as much as they did to Jerry Reese. Like, I just want to throw that out there because me and you have talked about how we felt with the with the Daniel Jones pick. And I was emotional. I never claimed I'm not an emotional man. I never, ever said I, I don't get in my feelings. I don't know why people act like that's insulting to me. I'm very aware I'm emotional, especially about my Giants. But one thing I can positively say, politics aside, those guys aren't racist. They might be, nepoti- you know, full of nepotism with their positions, but racist, they are not. And the Giants seem to be moving in the right direction for the first time in a while. Race is not playing a, a factor into Deshaun Watson. The rape accusations or whatever accusations are playing a factor in Deshaun Watson. Him being a black man is very, very far second to all the bad shit connected to his name right now, guys. Trust me. It's not like Giants fans are in denial about Daniel Jones. They would be in euphoria if we if we had a quarterback like Deshaun Watson. Because I, I know, trust me. The Giants had uh, Lawrence Taylor. Most fans could just hear that sentence and go, yeah, right? But some Giants fans, the way they talk about this organization, sorry to go on a rant about my team, but the way they talk about this organization, bro, we we would never bring in a guy like that. Did you guys forget Lawrence Taylor existed? Like, he he, he talked about thinking about cracking the huddle. That's not even an exaggeration. That's a quote. He was thinking about when he could get high off crack. The greatest linebacker ever. <laughs> like That's why he was the greatest. <laughs> he was high on crack. <laughs> this is PED, man. But, I mean, it, it's. Oh, yeah, we got a new GM. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. We'll Joe Shane. Well, we don't, there's not much to say because just to be clear, me and Brett, just as human beings, when, when he asked me how I felt about it, how the hell am I supposed to assess an assistant general manager? The Bills are a good team. They bring If they bring in um, the coordinator, cool. The, the offensive coordinators had success. Those aren't picks that I'm going to act like I know a lot about. We were skeptical on Joe Judge because he was never a head coach or a coordinator. He was a special teams coordinator, which is lower than offense and defense, obviously. Um, Joe Shane, if he brings in the dude from the Bills, or Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn gets a lot of hate for the – Falcons Super Bowl, and we kind of ignore how good the Falcons were for a while. Yeah, but they were also pretty bad after that Super Bowl. They were bad after that Super Bowl, but they made it to a I'm sorry. I don't know if you've watched the Giants in the last couple of years. Making it to the Super Bowl would be a gigantic improvement. You say that, but when they lose the way they – it's not the fact that they were losing. It was the way they were losing, which was very – What's worse, losing in the Super Bowl – or, or doing a victory formation I'm, in the third quarter of, or the first but quarter. Not, of the game. But I'm not talking about the Super Bowl. I'm talking about all the years he was still the head coach after the Super Bowl. They were still losing in just ridiculous, chaotic ways. 
where it's just like, dude, what what is going on in Atlanta? And, but you never know. A, a change of scenery might be what's best for him. You know, I'm not saying it's a terrible idea. Um, oh, I, just, hey, I didn't know this. Dan Quinn's from Jersey. I didn't know either. Oh, you know what? Then go ahead and hire him. Now. And you know what's funny? You know what his record is? And it's, to, to your point, because you like sometimes with the record says who, who you are, you were both kind of right. He's 43 and 42. Yeah, like, no, he's not bad. Like, just for real, he's really like the record even says he's not bad. Like, he's not bad. He's one more than he's lost, but barely. hey, which is which is actually <laughs> very good. And he, he's one more than he's lost, and he does have an NFC championship on his resume. No, absolutely. I don't think it would be a terrible idea. Yeah, but some be. people are acting like, oh my god, that'd be the worst thing ever. And it, because it's, it is hard to ignore those last couple of years because those last couple of years were really, really, really bad. It's but like again, not just losing the way they were losing were comically bad mm-hmm. and so again is it just a change of scenery was needed you know what i mean when you lose a super bowl like that sometimes that does just have a dark cloud over an organization and they never seem to get over it he so, does seem to improve defenses where he goes though yeah but that means that just means he's a great defensive coordinator that doesn't mean he's a great head coach though. no i, I agree so wait we we, we kind of touched on, on the niners and packers you you weren't, weren't as big of a fan of that game. It was, but also great weekend all around. The Bengals Titans though. So, Joe Burrow, he's up there. He's good. Still, Joe Cool quarterback. Joe Joe you, quarterback. you got Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson in your freaking division. That's just that's just to win your division. And then we didn't even talk about. Well, we are, you already talked about everybody else in the conference. God forbid. Justin Herbert gets better. God forbid Aaron Rodgers comes to the to the conference. Uh, yes. Or Russell shout, Wilson. Shout out to my boy Stucky. He's a he's he's a diehard Titans fan. I was giving him a hard time as soon as they lost because he was talking shit all year to me. Um, and I'm not sorry about talking shit to you. I'm very proud of it. Shout out. <laughs> but tighten up, yo. Tighten up. Uh, but I should have known y'all weren't winning that game. Sorry. No, that's the thing. And I and, and mind you, Titans fans, you had every you're not wrong to call anyone a hater when you're the number one seed with the bye and you have doubts. But I had doubts the second the Bengals won, they're going to the Tennessee. The, the, the Tennessee fans showed up, the Tennessee defense showed up. There was no way in hell I thought the Tennessee Titans were winning that game. And and is it because of one man named Tannehill? It's because of one man named Joe Burrow. On top of the fact that, bro, that's what I'm saying. It's this is a quarterback league. You either have one or you don't. Bengals had one. The t- Titans did not, and it showed. And I feel bad for Tannehill because he's getting so much of the blame. But sometimes he we deserves forget. it after that game. Though. He does. He does. But sometimes we forget the pressure that is on the other team to match that dude. That's what I'm saying. When you have that freaking dude, there's a difference. And again. I've been high on Kenny Pickett all year. I think he's going to be a really good quarterback. I don't see where he's that dude. If he was that dude, I would say, go ahead, Steelers, take him. I need that dude. We're not going to win if we don't have that dude. When you have a guy like Joe Burrow in your division and Lamar Jackson in your division, who are those dudes? And by the way, they're the third and fourth best quarterback. They're not even the first and second best quarterback in the conference. You need that dude. Joe Burrow, yeah, listen. And, and I just praise Mahomes as, as an all-time. This is how highly – right now I'm talking about this court, this current class of quarterbacks we have in the AFC. I really think Joe Burrow could be in this conversation of GOAT with, with Mahomes. And that's not, I'm not knocking Josh Allen down. I'm just saying because a lot of us – I'm saying us because I'm included. 
No, no since, here, here's my here's my hope. Here's my hope, right? My, number, I hope a fourth guy emerges as an all-time great. Because again, as a football fan, if you're telling me the divisional series every year will be a combination of Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, they're there. Hold on, hold on. You're forgetting. There's two quarterbacks on the AFC besides Watson, who's not really playing. Two playing quarterbacks in the AFC. One of them isn't as young, so that's why you're not thinking of them. But the one that is young that you're not is Herbert. Herbert's the other guy. Herbert's real. Like I, I didn't have that faith in yeah, the dumb quarterback. Yeah, but he still hasn't ascended to them. No, he hasn't ascended yet, but he's right there. He, that's he's right there. You know but who's it, underrated? Who I really, I really believe is underrated now. Derek Carr, man. No, no, no. You want to know? Yo, no. that team, that team had no business being in the Kenny playoffs Pickett after this year. Derek, that's what I'm saying. Kenny Pickett might be Derek Carr, and that's what I'm saying. Derek Carr ain't it. He's no wait. I, that's not fair. Because if if Kenny Pickett's Derek Carr, Kenny Pickett's a quarterback can get you to the playoffs. If if Derek Carr is not the quarterback, I, get to of, the play, the I got to the playoffs with Ben Rossberger. Okay, but if Derek Carter is Derek Carter, Derek Carr is not the quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders. They are not in the playoffs. That's Period. true. Derek That's Carr true. deserves a lot more flowers for the leadership he had this year. For the who is he passing to? I mean, Charles, that's great. Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, they're really God. good quarterbacks. They're really good quarterbacks. Do you see yourself winning a Super Bowl with them? I do not. I think Derek Carr can win a Super Bowl. May no no wow. <laughs> no I'm sorry. I'm just being honest man I just feel like because especially with the injuries Derek Carr has been so overlooked I get what you mean too because but like Cousins is 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 like Alex Smith he can win a Super Bowl the the Vikings weren't losing because of Cousins right but they weren't winning like that's but that's what I'm saying. You need a dude. That's what I'm saying. We did a whole tier list, right? That's why I said there's a there's a tier beyond superstar. Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, they might they might hit that superstar. And we didn't do their age group, so we didn't tier them. But they could hit that superstar thing. But there's a tier above that, man. Mahomes, Allen, Joe Burrow, they're a tier above that. And when you have that many guys, it's one it's one thing to have one guy like that because you could just catch him on a bad day. But if you have already three dudes like that, potentially a fourth in Herbert, in order for you to win a championship. And, and a fifth in Lamar Jackson. Don't forget Lamar. Right, and a fifth in Lamar Jackson. Uh, a fifth in Lamar Jackson. I don't know if he's elite. He's superstar, but he's up there. You need that dude. because you're Before he got hurt, he was an MVP candidate. That's fine. So was Matt Ryan. The point of the matter is. Oh, the, how dare you? The point, the point of the matter is. The point of the matter is. Because you're going to have to face at least two of them to get to the Super Bowl. Think about that. I it's, know. One, it's one thing if it was just one guy. It's another. Like, again, the Steelers won the Super Bowl. Why? Because it was Brady. It was Manning. But you can make the argument that Ben Lothbrook was the third best quarterback in the AFC, right? So it's like, okay, if we get to a Super Bowl in the AFC, yeah. In his prime? Oh, my bad. My brain went this year. That's why I was like, wait, what? No, no, no. I'm talking about in their prime. Okay, Brady, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And so you can make the argument you might only have to face, because you had the third one, most likely you only had to face one of them to get to the Super Bowl. So, and no, you hoped. Week, you hoped they would eat each other, Peyton and, and Brady. Right, and that's what I'm saying. So now there is no, there is no, 
There's a gauntlet now. You're going to have to go through at least two of them. If you're really unfortunate, three of them, all three of them to get to the Super Bowl, you need a dude because eventually you're going to have to have that guy to match up. And that's what happened with Tennessee. You can run the ball all you want. You can do all these things. At some point, it's like, yo, man, we're going to need Tannehill to make a play because that dude's making plays. And it's and it's like Tannehill, that's not his game. But you, you need that to be his game. And, and it's also what, misleading because Tannehill was way better than the three interceptions he showed. I'm not even a Tannehill fan like that. But some of the hate he was getting, it's rough, man. Because, you know, it's, it's a game. You know, he had a bad game. But that's what's like pressure burst pipes. And, that, and these guys put pressure on you. We saw that. It, it was a, it was a pressure oh, burst pipes, but it also makes diamonds. Right. And we saw that in the Kansas City and Buffalo game. These two dudes are a word. Oh, 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 that's what you're going to do? Watch yeah, that, that game is all time. And that's what I'm saying. And then the other one said, oh, word, that's what you're going to do? Watch what I'm going to do. Do you and think the that's one, the best game you ever watched? Yeah. I don't want to be prisoner of the moment, but, yeah, I can't. I it's can't close. Think, it, yeah, it's up there. I can't think no, of that. No, that shit ended, and I, and I was really sitting there like, have I watched a better game than that? Like, like because it wasn't our teams. Whenever because, because two teams you know that aren't your teams make you care that much. Everybody cares. Everybody's either happy or for some reason they're just like, motherfucker, man, I wanted the Bills because to win. You know what it was? It was the rare time that a football game was like a basketball game. That's what makes basketball so great because it's mano y mano. We've seen great duels with just two players like, oh, we're huh, the another one, ha ha ha. This was the football equivalent. Oh, damn, that's oh, that's cool. You you went and scored a touchdown in, in a minute. Cool, I'm gonna do it in 40 seconds. Oh, that's cool. You're gonna do it in 40 seconds. I'm gonna do it in 13 seconds. Oh, that's cool. We're going to overtime. You're not even going to get the ball back. You know, like it's the rare, we don't really see that like that. We don't. We literally do not see that where it's just mano y mano. We know for a fact the defense can't stop either one of them. It's just me and you, bro. Who going to do it better? Oh, oh, oh you. Josh okay. had a 75 yard dime. Before we go to the NFC again and talk Rams Bucks, I want to make one more point about the AFC. I told all y'all that Wentz was not a fucking MVP. We just talked about the future of the AFC and Wentz was not in the conversation. So all y'all, all y'all. What what do you bring, Carson? What we talking about? Because, because, not just you, not you, not you specifically, but people out there that want to talk like Carson Wentz was an MVP, that the Colts, yada, 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 the Colts this, the Colts that. The Colts are even planning on moving on from him. Like wait, wait, somebody said he was MVP this year. He could somebody there's people predicting that he could be an MVP candidate. What do you mean? There's always odds on different quarters. Oh, could Bill, you're talking about beginning of the season. Yeah. Oh, I was like, wait, uh, no. but I'm a giant, I'm just a Giants fan, I'm a hater, and all this other shit. And Carson Wentz again didn't show up when it mattered most. Yeah, he's done. I just want to throw that out there because there's still people out there. Yo, Carson Wentz got defenders. I'm I'm upset with you right now. We're supposed to be discussing other people's excellence, and you're bringing up Carson Wentz when we're talking about the greatness that we display. I'm I'm just, I'm just pointing. I'm just pointing out to those. Save that for another pod, man. Listen, man. I got, I got friends out there, guys that are that are ballers. He's not a baller. Hey, I got friends out there that talk shit about the. The only reason why we're talking about Tannehill because he played. Over the weekend, so we have to talk about him. Did he play over the weekend? Oh shit! But he showed talk, up. Apparently. Real talk. There's people out there talk shit about the NFC East. The NFC East had two teams in the playoffs. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, again, the we're AFC South, about didn't, but um, we're talking the, about ballers. We're not talking. We're, we're just, 
Carson, I want to hear that shit. We're talking about actual ballers. Yeah, LA Rams, yo. Talk, I want to talk about a baller. I want to talk about Matt Stafford, man. Yeah, I'm so I'm so okay. Let me let me do this. Let me take a step back because I want to give Matthew Stafford his flowers. We were going to talk about this last week. Again, we didn't get a chance to talk about it. I really feel bad for the Raiders. We brought them up. I really feel bad for the Cardinals. To me, I wanted to see Matthew Stafford step up. He did. I'm very happy for him because I've been a big Matthew Stafford fan for years. A lot of people hated on him. And I kept trying to tell you, yeah, I'll put. let me put you in Detroit and let me see what you do with, with the Detroit Lions roster, period. So the fact that not only did he win, but when it mattered most, he stepped up and made the throw of all throws to, to win the game. I love it. Um, I hated the fact that they played the Cardinals in the first round because the Cardinals – I wanted to see them win at least a playoff game as well. Just like in the AFC, I kind of hated the fact that the Bengals and the Raiders played each other. I got friends that are Raiders fans. I got friends that are Bengals fans. I kind of wanted to see both franchises because I'm not a hater. My Steelers were out of it. I wanted to see both franchises at least get a playoff win. Yeah, you hate the Bengals the least. Just remind people you hate the Bengals the least. Right, and get that that monkey off their back. But I also respect greatness. Joe Burrow's a fucking dude, dude. Like, I tip my cap, cap, cap off to the Bengals, man. He's a dude. I respect dudes. And so I was upset for both the Raiders and the Cardinals that they were going that they were gonna lose by default, right? Cardinals fans, do not fire Cliff Kingsbury, do not pivot. We forget that this is literally the process. What the Cardinals are going through is actually this is year four. They made the playoffs. Now you hope year five, you get even better. Okay, let's, two two things. Let's right. not forget that. The Cardinals, on the Cardinals note. Uh, they can totally fire Cliff Kingsbury. He hasn't proved a damn thing. Every year of his of, of his uh, coaching thing so far, they started off hot and they trailed off, and it happened again. They've gotten year. better, but they but see, I think I think I think in today's sports, we've kind of forgotten this is the natural cycle, right? I don't think he's, at, I'm not saying he's he's in the hot seat. Like he should be fired now. Right but next year, good. if you don't win a game in the playoffs, you're gone. No, that's what I'm saying. Natural, natural progression. Next year, let's try to win the division finally, and let's try to win a game. But what? But think about why he got hired. He didn't get hired for his record, his coaching record. He wasn't that good, right? He got hired to develop Kyler Murray, but it's the same thing with Kyler Murray. No, that, that's the funny part. He got hired. At, we didn't even know he was actually getting Kyler Murray yet, did we? That was just no, kind no, of like the hype. By the time they hired him, they had a feeling Kyler Murray. It still wasn't official, but they got him hoping that Kyler Murray would come out for the draft and they could develop Kyler Murray. Okay. But again, we we see a guy like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and all these things, and then we look at Kyler Murray and we say, well, you're number one pick in the draft. You should be one of those dudes too. No, no, no. This is a natural progression. Again, he's a superstar. We put him in our tier list. And I keep mentioning it because I want y'all to go back and watch that. We need the, we need the views. But we put him out. He's a superstar. He, he is firmly in that superstar status. He's not a dude yet. He can still be a dude. He's still young. But we forget this is the natural progression of how your team is supposed to develop. We, we see these phenoms, and you see a guy like Joe Burrow who's taking his team to the AFC Championship game in his first full year, and we say, oh, why isn't Kyler Murray doing that? Give this team some time. They've gotten better every year, and these are the growing pains that you expect to see. So now, yes, reasonable expectations for next year. Try to win your division, but you definitely got to win a playoff game. Whether you win your division or not is one thing, but you definitely got to win a playoff game. 
If you don't do that, then you can start talking about firing people. Then you can start talking about is Kyler Murray overrated. But until that happens, I got obviously health provided, right? If the team's decimated with injuries next year, nothing you can do about that. But this is a natural progression. So Cardinals fans, relax, take a deep breath. This is fine. This is what you want. You've been bad for a long time. Oh, no, no, no. They they should be excited. I just don't think it's going to get better. I think this is what it is. Because are are the Rams going anywhere? Are they really going to fall off a cliff? I don't think so. That, like, that defense. Rams, well, the Rams, well, the thing with the Rams is I got to figure out what their salary. I I feel like at some point they're going to have to blow that team up just because salary cap. They, They were all in for a championship. No, this they, is are. The, they are, but is, this is, are they only in for one? I, I don't know. Well, no, but it's one of the NFL, the way the NFL works is you really only get a chance to win one, right? You probably only have a two with the team that they have. Realistically, they probably have a two year window this year and maybe next year, right? Yeah. And you would hope it's this year because so it's at SoFi. Oh, so, thank you. you. You reminded me. I wanted to say something about the Bengals because there's another take I saw along with the bad takes about changing the overtime. There's still people holding on to wrong draft takes, right? And, and, and I'll start with me. I watched Josh Allen ball out last night. Giants should have drafted Josh Allen and not Saquon Barkley. Like, I could live with my wrong decision. I'm never going to say I didn't want to draft him. That would be a lot. But I, I can honestly say in 2022, January 2022, damn, I wish we would have got Josh Allen. Okay. So... When you fools are going online with your name and typing words saying, I still think the Bengals shouldn't have drafted Chase, you sound stupid. For, for what Brett just said, you get one or two shots at this. Y'all are drafting like we are guaranteeing these guys are going to play their whole contract. This football is a violent sport. Look at Saquon. Injuries happen. Like. Which is why- which is why you don't draft a running back second overall. But, 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 but also just to the point of why you don't draft a short uh, quarterback first overall. Because injuries happen. Later in the season, he's banged up. He's shook in the playoffs. He's seeing ghosts because it's the playoffs. Bigger lights, yada, yada, yada. I'm just saying, y'all saying that the – oh, well, he got sacked nine times. They won. And in two playoff games, this rookie wide receiver has had over 100 yards in each game, and they're still in the playoffs. They won their first playoff game in 31 years, dog. Like, y'all saying, oh, I still think they should have drafted a, a, a lineman. That lineman would, would objectively help. That lineman is not as dynamic as that, the connection between Burrow and Chase. Y'all are really overthinking sports. Yeah. If you sell and, the farm, and Here's the thing, and I said this from day one. I knew Jamar Chase was a bad boy just because they drafted him. When your quarterback is coming off of ACL, it's not even like he was sacked, but he got through the year. He literally got his knee torn up because he because he got sacked so so many times and he took a bad hit. If he's still insisting, no, 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 give me that dude. But 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 Joe, your knee, yeah, fuck my knee. Give me that guy. Give me that guy. If your quarterback is telling you that, that tells me he knows he's a bad boy. That's all I need to see. They knew they need everybody. No, in the you world. straight up said, "Yo, he better be as advertised." You drafted him where you did, and not taking alignment. And you're in the division, and the whole year you've been like, "Yo, <laughs> like I drafted got- him to my fantasy team, bro." Like, I just- why are you drafting? Why are you drafting Jamar Chase to your fantasy team? And I said, "Guys, you're overthinking this." When the quarterback with a fucked up knee is saying, "I don't care about my life," 
I want that receiver that to tell you everything you need to know. Because best believe I am a wimp. I stopped playing football because I didn't want to get hurt. Best believe if I am coming off of knee surgery and I'm still saying, no, 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 listen, we'll fix the offensive line eventually. Give me that dude. That should tell you something. That is all I need to hear. That's all I need to hear. And yo, guys, this ain't basketball, man. Like Tom Brady's, Tom Brady's the exception to the rule. He's, he's the exception that proves the rule. Like you ain't guaranteed tomorrow. If the Bengals end up this year fucking around and winning a Super Bowl, it doesn't matter if they never win again. They drafted those players to win a Super Bowl. That's the point. And, and not only that, you win the game. And not only that, the Bengals have a bigger window because all these guys are young and they're on their rookie contract. So oh, they Mixon's do, only twenty five. Right. So they do have a five year window. So guess what? Even if they lose on Sunday to the Chiefs, which they might, because they can't protect Joe Burrow, so because he's going to have to match Patrick Mahomes and not get sacked. Could you imagine if that's a shootout too? Even if the Chiefs win, if that's a shootout, shootout. it will be a shootout. No, but I mean like last night, like like with the Bills. Like imagine if it's like that. If you see, like you know, down in the last two minutes, they're going back and forth. The the amount of people because we're too cynical, you know, our generation, our generation is going to be like that shit's fake. This is WWE now. I don't believe this many good things happened in this in a, in a row. Like because that's how good this weekend was. That's how good but, the first but, weekend. But was. I'm, I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. It's going to be a shootout, and I guarantee you the Chiefs win because Joe Burrow gets sacked at an inopportune time. But that's fine. You know why? Because a team that has not won a playoff game in 31 freaking years is in the AFC Championship. Just game. won two. <laughs> like, right. It's, it's in the AFC Championship. Game. And you know what? everybody's on a rookie deal and they're all coming back next year. So guess what you can do in the off season, fix your offensive line. So guess what happens next year when you're back in the playoffs? Oh my God. This quarterback that's already good as shit now has protection. Good luck. Everybody in the NFL. Spend all that cap money that you might have. Cause I don't know what the Bengals situation is. Spend all that cap money you might have on whatever free agent linemen are out there. Right, and then draft offensive yeah. linemen. You got, you draft got seven rounds, whatever, draft whichever. Them. Draft them. And, and here's because here's the thing. The Bengals could win a Super Bowl like that because even if Joe Burrow is the third best, right, even if he's not better than Mahomes, even if he's not better than Josh Allen, with the weapons that he has, and he's already proven that he's at least on their level, whether one, two, or three, you could – well, Patrick Mahomes is one. He's proven that. Patrick Mahomes is one right now. Two, Whether he's two or three, it doesn't matter. The point is he's proven that he's on his level, and they have a decent defense. If he has an offensive line with those weapons now because you have Chase already, they might be the best team in the AFC come next year. That's not hyperbole. Listen, man, we're, we're, the AFC is in, is in the red kingdom, the chief's kingdom until further notice. Like, listen, right. the, the fan in me, the fan of me, if, if we weren't on this pod right now and I'm just talking to Brett on the phone, I want, I want the Bengals to win. Now, if we're making our predictions, I, I'm looking at a chiefs Rams Super Bowl guys. Like that's me what I, I'm seeing. Me too. And that's, and that's what I want. And, and, and again, same thing with the Chiefs. That's you, wait, wait, that's what you want. You don't want the Niners Bengals rematch. That is kind of dope. I'm just saying that is kind of dope. Like, no, are, are you a rematch from, from that Super Bowl? I, I'd be hyped. I'm not going to I do not want that. But again, even the Chiefs realize, okay, we have a generational quarterback who's so good, we don't even need an offensive line until they did, right? Until they played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they realized, all right, maybe we should fix our offensive line. And they fixed it. And now they're right back in the thick of it. So that's what I'm saying. As much as O-line matters, 
Sometimes, and I know it's sacrilegious to say because you're supposed to build your team from the inside out. I get that. I get it. I get it. I'm not, I'm not that young to forget how you're supposed to build your football team. Again, I'm the one that as much as I love Najee Harris and as much as I love Pat Frymuth, I'm still pissed we did not go O-line in the first two rounds. Sorry. Or at least in the second round. Sorry, I would have taken my chances that Pat Frymuth fell to me in the third round, even though Pat Frymuth is freaking amazing. And I love that he's a stealer. So I, I'm not arguing why you go offensive line over receiver. I'm saying simply when my quarterback is telling me line be damned, I need him. That tells you have a generational talent at the position and you got to take him. It's they, they have a generational duo, man. That's special. Like That's for real. Special. It, it, special. It, like there's quarterback wide receiver duos or combinations that are special. And the Bengals fans already will forever love these two dudes. Even if, if it ends terribly, this season's special forever. No one can take it away from you. And we all have our favorite you know, team. We all have our favorite quarterback. We all have our quarterback's favorite target. Like half of my argument for my favorite quarterback, Eli, is because of all the multiples of targets he had and the guys he created. You you with Big Ben. There's guys that, that are going to say A, B. There's guys that will probably say fucking Mike Wallace for all I know that, that like big Ben had, had his guys, you know, who, you know, who's funny. You brought up the Steelers Ravens rivalry as one of the best ever. How the fuck Joe Flacco going to be the, the best quarterback in this rivalry for the Ravens. It's just crazy. Like when you think about it, how disrespected that dude is, he had such a great career. When you look back on what he was doing for the, for Baltimore and all that winning a super bowl and people just act like he was a bum. And I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Like some of the wide receivers he had and some of the wide receivers that were winning in the playoffs with like, uh, was it Jacoby Jones and like Lee Evans? And, and am I getting that right? Am I remembering this right? Well, Jaco- yeah. When Jacoby Jones is your best receiver, that's a little wild. Jacoby Jones balled out in the Super Bowl. He did. He like, did. Like, but that's what, and, and just to say that we can't count out the Bengals making it to the Super Bowl guys. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they won. But I'll put it to you this way. I feel like their offensive line will, if they lose, it'll either be because Patrick Mahomes got the ball last, like we saw in the Bills game, or their offensive line fails Joe Burrow. And really, at that point, all you got to hope is he doesn't get hurt. Right. If he gets sacked another eight times and they lose the game, fine. That's fine. Like that's he's in his second year, guys. He's in his second year. It's okay. As long as he doesn't get hurt, because that's really the problem. You just want to make sure he's protected and not banged up. But if he just gets sacked to the point uh, too many times to make enough plays to win the game, you're still on course for what you want to do. You can fix your offensive line in the offseason, and you might be unstoppable on and, offense. And health is a real concern. Like, like there, uh, there's been dudes on ESPN all day today talking about those nine sacks, like Bart, Bart Scott and other ex-defensive guys like – that, that's long-term risk that you have right now if that's what he's going to be eating this early in his career. And they're right, but they're not talking about this game and the next game. They're talking about he can't do this for that many more seasons. That's what happened to David Carr. David Carr was not a bum-ass quarterback. David Carr got beat up. I mean, that's what, happened, that's what happened to Ben Roethlisberger. Like, Ben Roethlisberger took so – now, part of that was his fault because he held on to the ball for so long. But he took so many hits that that was part of the reason that by, by the time his career was over, his physical decline just went from here to just pew. 
like the cliff as if like like Max Kellerman thought that Tom Brady was going to have. And that's the difference. Tom Brady didn't take those hits. So Tom Brady, because he took care of his body and didn't take those hits over the years, he was able to continue to be a good player. Oh, and, um, and all these fans that are like, see, that's how you stop Tom Brady. You just got to hit him. Motherfucker, that's football. You ain't you ain't saying no. Oh my God, that's the. There's secret. not a quarterback in league history that's like that's like. Hey man, he's you know he's better when he gets hit. No, like no, you know all you have to do is try to pressure Tom Andrew Brady. Try to have that mantle, and he's out of the league. And 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 speaking of that, it that is something that is something that you do have to be careful. You don't want an Andrew Luck situation. Because Andrew Luck was was Joe Burrow before Joe Burrow, right? Taking his team far in the playoffs early on in his career. I get all that. Um, and you don't want to beat him up to the point where he's retiring by 30. I get all that. I'm not saying don't ever address the offensive line. Do it this offseason. That should be your one and only priority is to take care of that offensive line. My point is when you have the fifth pick in the draft and your quarterback is wheeling in his wheelchair because he's still coming off of surgery and say, ah, no, 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 no. Give me that dude. But but Joe, your surgery. Cool. Give me that. I'll be all right. Give me that dude. Yeah, it was the right. It's already the right pick, guys. Like you take the dude, like 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 that's this is why I get annoyed at the this the the taking a uh, running back too high. It's it's context. The Giants were wrong because we could have had Josh Allen. If Josh Allen doesn't show up, as much as I love Lamar Jackson, he did go to an ideal situation with Harbaugh and the Ravens. Like it's insane to think that if we drafted Josh Allen, he would be the same exact quarterback on the Giants right now, given how bad the Giants were. So a lot of this is situational. But with that being said, that shows how good Joe Burrow is because the Bengals were never a good situation. He's turned it into a good situation. The Giants don't have an O-line. The Gi- <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The Giants don't have an O-line. Neither do the Cincinnati Bengals, and they got two playoff wins this year. So a lot of the greatness we're, we saw this year from the Bengals is because of the guy that's under center. He's that good. The great quarterbacks lift up the teams because we're going to see a big referendum this offseason in in Green Bay, and there's going to be a lot of skeletons coming out about whose fault was what. Was it Aaron Rodgers that didn't ball out, or did his team let him down in one game? Because everybody is is allowed – the answer is both. I think the answer is both because – I will say this about the Bengals. To be fair, the Bengals have been – a bad organization and they're one of the laughing stocks of the NFL because of how cheap they are and blah, 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 blah. Let's be fair to the Bengals though. The Bengals were one of those mediocre teams that because of injury had a bad, a terrible year. It, like the universe has collided for this to happen. The Bengals were not, were never the worst team in football. They had a bad year once they were decimated with injuries. So they had the worst record in football that particular year where Joe Burrow came out. They are not – this is not one of those situations where he went to a terrible team. This isn't Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville is what you're saying. Right. It's Right, exactly. This isn't Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. This is a team that – and sometimes that happens. This happened a couple times in NFL history. No, you know, you know what – Andrew Luck with the Colts. Andrew Luck with the Colts. The same not even thing the Colts. Like, not even the Colts because, well, again, quarterback biases, right? You know which team benefited from a, from a down year and with a bunch of injuries? The Niners. How, how do you think they got Bosa? Right, like, like they were good a decade ago. They were in the Super Bowl a decade ago. They had one bad year because Chip Kelly's a dumb fuck, and then boom, two good drafts, and and nothing. Right they didn't back. miss a beat. 
and the right back. And, and so that, and that's those things happen. And that's what you want for your football team, right? That's what, that's what you hope for, right? You would hope that it's one of those things like, Hey man, we just had a bad year at the right time, right? Bad year, right time. Cause you get a guy that comes in and a guy that you would never even think of getting comes in and now your football team is much better than what they should be. Now, granted, the Bengals weren't world beaters. They were probably a mediocre team that had a bad year. No, they were mediocre at best that had a bad year. Right. But still, that's that's what you need sometimes. Sometimes you need a little bit of luck. And again, for a team that had 31 years of bad luck, sometimes the football, the sports gods give you your due. You know what I mean? And and that's why I always say Cleveland fans don't deserve shit because y'all don't deserve the good karma that y'all probably would have had already if you guys weren't such assholes. You know, Cleveland fans are like, you're Philly, you're, you're like Philly fans, but you don't got the cool city to back you up. Like, yeah. at least Philly's a good city. Like, Philly's a jo- cool city. Joe Thomas, who is the greatest Brown of all time behind Jim Brown, tweeted, oh, congratulations on your part- your playoff participation trophy, Steelers. And Brett Kiesel had to t- had to tweet back at him and say, like, bro, do you even have one of those? Like, Joe Thomas was on a team that's never won more than six games. Hall of Steelers Fame have six caliber uh, left tackle, for those who don't know. Hall yeah, of one Fame of the- caliber. Right. Not Hall of Fame caliber, one of, if not the greatest left tackle of all time, Joe Thomas. He's that good. But yet his teams were that bad. But yet he felt the need to tweet at the Steelers and make fun of them because they got blown out in the playoffs. Oh, I'm sorry. We got blown out in the playoffs? Oh, that hurts my heart. That hurts my heart that we got blown out in the playoffs. Well, I, I, hold on. I got I got to throw my cards on here. I'm, I'm petty like that. Like I said earlier, I got my boy – Real quick, like, hey, the Titans got the same amount of playoff wins this year as Daniel Jones. <laughs> There's your participation trophy. I, I was that guy, too. So it looks like me and Joe Thomas would be cool because we're both petty as hell the second our rivals lose. You think last week when I watched the, the Cowboys lose the way they did and the Eagles lose the way they did. I gave my people because I the, the diehards that need that space that Charles, we're gonna I gave them, I gave them a day. Here's the difference, Charles. You've been alive for two Super Bowls. I've been alive for three Super Bowls. I'm sorry. You've been alive for three Super Bowls. Joe Thomas and the Browns have been awful. Joe Thomas, like I said, I don't think I think there was a stat he's never been on a team that won more than six games. Meanwhile, the Steelers have six Super Bowls. So I understand we're a rivalry, and I put that in quotations because no the fuck we're not. But yeah, but the Steelers, hold on. The Steelers sense. got two in your lifetime and Joe Thomas's, right? Yeah, two and Joe yeah, Thomas. Like, well, it depends on how old Joe Thomas is. Depending on how old Joe Thomas is, they might have might have Joe old... Tom Joe Thomas ain't like 50, so he would be still be two. True, yeah. If he was, yeah, if he was, even if he was born in the '80s, right, it would only be two. But the point of the matter is, still, it's like Joe Thomas. What are you talking about? And then, oh yeah, he, he coming and sideways. Fans, and then the Cleveland fans talking trash to Kyrie, talking about it's just one. Oh, oh I'm sorry, he just won one championship. Oh, 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 forgive me for the city, not not a team, the city that hasn't had the championship in 51 years. The one championship. Yo, the, just the, the, the the audacity of that fan to say just one eternity. The audacity of that fan to say just one. And, like, listen, this isn't even shade. Me and you are Nets fans. We know tons of Knicks fans. Nobody out here in the tri-state that are fans of the local teams, Sixers included. Let's throw the Sixers in there, too. Hell, 
even the Celtics, because even the Celtics fans aren't that fucking arrogant to go, oh, we only won just one with you. They appreciate every single one. They love Paul Pierce. They didn't go, oh, Paul Pierce only won just one. Like, dude, they still hold that 08 team in. Why not? Why? Because they won. Right. And it's just and it's just one of those weird things where it's like Cleveland. I, I hate to... the fact the Eagles won one. I hate it. I hate it. You want to know why I hate it? Because they won one. It doesn't fucking matter what the context is. It doesn't matter if it was Nick Foles. It doesn't matter if they got lucky and went on a run. It doesn't matter if it was, they just got hot at the right time. None of that is actually factually matter. You want to know why? Because the only fact that matters is they got the trophy. They won. I, it doesn't fucking matter if if they if they lost like the Giants uh, won because the guys the Bills and missed the field goal. On top doesn't of that, matter until until as time will tell until things change. They're the last NFC East team to win one. So yo, it's you like, need to you need to stop twisting your mouth with such disrespect on my podcast, yo. Say that shit again. <laughs> yo, you you about to be you you about to be like the second to last or third the last North team to win from your division. So you better calm down. Yeah, well, well, now now it's the Steelers have the longest playoff drought in the NFC North because we haven't won a playoff game since 2016. Hey, oh. it's true. Y'all it's suck. Cool. <laughs> hey, listen, enjoy it while it lasts, fellas. Enjoy Bro, hold on, 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 hold on. Who the hell is your starting quarterback next year? It doesn't matter. You. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, yo. I'm, we're not winning a Super Bowl next year anyway, unless we trade for Deshaun Watson. We're not winning a Super Bowl next year anyway. Now, I will say this, Steelers, you are in a, a tight window here. You got to get your quarterback soon. You can't waste Najee Harris. You can't waste TJ Watt. You can't waste Micah Fitzpatrick. But at the end of the day, next year, we're not winning a Super Bowl anyway, so that's fine. Uh, which, which is actually cool for me. I could just watch football next year and be carefree. That's yeah, cool. sure. But no, no, because unlike you, I don't get – I don't get all my. I don't get all heated up when I know for a fact my my team has no chance in hell. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh yeah, because I I was getting heated for no reason. We were on a complete fucking laughing stock the last couple of weeks. You're right. It was just because I didn't know we sucked. I was going into every game like we might have a chance. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's not like me and you were bored. To be very clear, we didn't talk about the, the Cowboys fans. Why were y'all crying? I'm really confused about that. Did y'all really think y'all were gonna win the championship this year? Hold on. Hold on. This was their best shot since 1996. Yeah, but the way they were playing towards the end of the year, I feel like y'all should have known this was not your year. It's not like it's it's not like there were the Packers that went 13 and four, had a number one seed, and were playing well, and, and Dak Prescott's going to win the MVP, and they just got ramrodded, you know, at home. Y'all were y'all kind of like limped into the playoffs. The only reason why you're in the playoffs is because you took care of the NFC East or the NFC least. You couldn't beat anybody else outside. No, we, had, we have two playoff teams. You're still the NFC least. You, 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 you couldn't beat anybody outside your division at the end of the year. I don't understand why I'm seeing all these Cowboys fans crying, even though the memes are hilarious and Steve A. Smith had a ball with it. To me, I was so confused. That's like, that's like even Steeler fans, if you're crying, I'm assuming you're crying because it's Ben Roethlisberger's last game. I hope you weren't crying because you thought we were going to win the Super Bowl. I, you know I mean, like, it, I understand we're fans, but it's like, have some realistic expectations. You know how obnoxious Cowboys fans are? I do, but still, I don't, I, 
I don't understand how if you're a Cowboys fan, you really thought you were going to win. You get, yo, you know I like defense, and you ain't heard me say a negative thing about Mika Parsons or, 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 or Trevon Diggs. You ain't heard none of that. So don't think this is hate. But I, I was getting called a hater pointing out, yeah, Diggs got all these interceptions, but he's given up a shit ton of yards too. Yeah, he's the Jameis Winston of cornerbacks, yeah. No, he's, he's, he's most misleading. He, he's he's no, kind of like James, a, he's, he's 30 for 30. He's the Jameis Winston quarterback. So he should be defensive player of the year and MVP at the same time. Yeah, he's he's yeah. He'll pick you off 30 times, but he'll also give up 30 touchdowns. He's 30 for 30. So um, I mean but, I, but, I just, hold on. The, the, the Cowboys have such so much talent that I think it's more of an indictment on McCarthy. Because if this team, this roster is currently constituted, I got to give some credit to, to, to that, that roster. I really do, just as an objective fan, that I, I, I believe if it was a better coach in there, if they had even Shanahan, I won't even say Peyton, like Sean Peyton, like the obvious one. If even if they had a Shanahan, a more imaginative, offensive-minded head coach, they win. See, they, people say that. Damn, how much imagination would you need when you got all these playmakers? Did you watch I mean, the game? I, I watched enough of the Cowboys to know that. How did it end? How did it end? Yeah, how did it end? That was just, well, first of all, that was just fucking stupid. Okay, that's coaching, though. That That's a coaching problem right there. That whole last sequence, you can blame the players for not knowing. I agree, because the players have to execute. But they didn't know to execute. Unlike the Chiefs, like, like, think about it. Unlike their the Chiefs, fault. That's on, their fault. Hold on, it's both fault. You can't just say it's not the coach's fault. It is on the coach too. Did the coach, the the coach knew he was going to do a draw. Like you not handing the ball to the ref is just as stupid because you're you shouldn't do that just out of out of sheer habit. That's my point. So yeah, but McCarthy, hold on, hold on. McCarthy decided to do a draw up the middle when throwing to the sides was working. Like, yeah. like the, right, they wait, were driving wait, wait, down wait, wait, the field. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me let me also say this: Does Dak Prescott not have the ability to audible? I'm confused. No, but that's not. But that's not my problem either. No, 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 that's a question. That's a question. Hold on. So ben you, Ro- so you, think- ben, hold on. Ben Roethlisberger gets criticized for never, and Aaron Rodgers gets criticized for never running a fucking play. Whatever. Every time they get a play, uh huh, uh huh, cool. This is what we're going to do. That's literally one of the crit- critiques of Ben Roethlisberger is you don't even get to run the right play because Ben Roethlisberger runs what he wants to run. So you're telling me Dak Prescott, who's a veteran, who's been in the league how many years now? Didn't say, yeah, that's kind of a stupid fucking idea. We have no time. <laughs> Why don't we? Yeah, but, but but besides that, so you got Kellen Moore, who's getting praised as this genius offensive coordinator. You have Mike McCarthy, who, to his credit, has won a Super Bowl. And then mm-hmm. you have D- Dak Prescott. Not saying it's on one, but the coaches deserve their share of this criticism. I'm like, not that's just terrible. Don't. I'm not saying they don't. What I'm saying is, at some point, when do we criticize the players? It can't always oh, be. No, Dak, it's Dak's fault for handing the ball to his offensive lineman 100%. It's also Dak's fault for not audible out of that play. I'm not running a fucking QB draw at midfield with 14 seconds left. That makes zero sense. Why would I do that? <laughs> Why would I do that? Even if my coach said that in my ear, I'm going to act like I did not hear that. I'm like, we're running a QB draw. Okay. 
And and speaking of uh, Aaron Rodgers calling audibles, he said he would have punched the coach in the face if he said victory formation on third and nine in in the first half. He's like, I'd I'd punch him in the face. I'd audible and then punch him in the face. Like, get out of here, man. But that's my point. That's my my point. I get that. At some point, at some point, you say to yourself, well, Cowboys, we have all this talent. You can't put it together. We know the coaching situation. That's not going to change. Jerry Jones is not going to bring in a good coach who's going to undermine him. He wants a puppet. So that you know that, right? So Dak Prescott, there's a word I want you to learn. Come here. I want to word my mic. It's called an audible. When you get to the line of scrimmage, you get to say, hey, fuck that play. We're going to do something else. And if they ask you why, you know what you can say? Oh, I saw something in the defense, so I audible. You don't have to throw your coach under the bus. You could just say, I saw something. And if you want to throw your coach under the bus, you could say, well, you know why? Because my dumbass coach called a fucking QB sneak. No, <laughs> no. Here, here's what Harris Howard went. You want me to QB sneak? Fuck yeah. <laughs> so that's on Dak. I'm sorry. That's on Dak. That's on Dak. And then on uh, top and then on top right. of that, how do you not know that you have to give it to the refs? By the way, you should know that because my Steelers and Chase Claypool had already gotten in trouble and was already a laughing. That's what I'm saying, Cowboys. We uh, we did that. We took the test for you, and you still failed. Shout out to we Jerry Jones. Shout out to Jerry Jones. We I, gave I appreciate you all. You know how many good Cowboys teams there actually has been in the last twenty years. Like not all these teams have been yeah, jokes. Because that's the funny thing. The one thing is they do they they're pretty good at drafting and acquiring talent. This is defensive talent. This is this isn't this isn't, this isn't the Browns where you know besides besides lately they just can't even figure out who's good or not. The Cowboys Cooper and C D Lamb. Ezekiel Elliott, once again. You got to pay them, but it's one of those things. Like that's why it's, that's why they say don't pay your your running back, man. No, stop hating on the running back position. I, I'm getting sick of. I'm the, not the, hating like, on the running back. It's the fact. It's the fact of the matter is, running back is hard because you usually only get good out of them in their rookie deal. And if you're going to draft a running back, you better make sure you have everything else in place because you're going to waste their their potential if you don't. The Steelers are making the same problem that the Giants had. We had no offensive line. We had no quarterback. You cannot draft. A, I don't care how good the running back is. You cannot draft a running back in that situation. You can't because you're potentially wasting his prime. Now, in the Steelers' case, they have a lot, bunch of money, have a bunch of draft picks. Maybe they have an offensive line this year so you could at least run the ball. And maybe by two years from now, you'll get your quarterback so you don't waste his prime. So, but, speaking of quarterback uh, running backs, King Henry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't have an amazing game, but 20 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown coming off a of surgery the same season. Good for him. And, and he's an exception to the rule because I'm not going to blame him for getting hurt, but he was leading the league in rushing, and they paid him. They, they repaid him two years ago, and he's been balling ever since that contract. So I'm not saying you can't pay your running back. It's just a coin flip. Christian McCaffrey, Todd Gurley, uh, Ezekiel Elliott have not looked good since they got that money. Alvin Kamara, a little bit. He, he was kind of up and down this year, but it's not like he had his usual fantastic year. 
It's it's hard. So the Giants are gonna have to make a decision on Saquon soon too. Like, do you pay him? And no. Saquon's even and Saquon's even worse because he's not even he hasn't been the same since his rookie year. So it's yeah. not even like he, so it's not even like he's been the best running back in football for five years. And you got to make you got to decide is he still going to be that or not. He hasn't even been good. It's sad, man. It's number two pick in the draft. Wait, it's it's also sad because even if if we drafted a quarterback and he got hurt and he wasn't the same, you know, it's the same feeling. Like uh, Daniel Jones can't stay healthy. But Saquon, only Saquon gets the, oh, that's why you don't draft a running back. The quarterback we drafted can't stay healthy. It doesn't really matter. But yeah, if he was slinging no it, he can't line. Because yeah, you have no offensive line. you got to get an offensive line. Joe Burrow don't got an offensive line. And he was hurt. Yeah, but and now he's not. I'm just saying. Like, there, there, there's, there's players that get hurt, and that's what they are. And there's players that get hurt, and you forget they get hurt. But that's why Joe Burrow said, fuck my offensive line. <laughs> Give me that dude. I, if I got a limp around on one leg, he down there somewhere. <laughs> or is, there, or is there anything else uh, we're forgetting? Oh, yeah, you wanted to talk about the Texans uh, firing oh, the head coach. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll go fast because we're, we're already going out of time. I feel bad for David Coley. This might be a blessing because he proved that he's a good coach, or maybe he'll get another How did he prove he was a good coach? Real real question, because the record because, does not show he's a good coach. Because that team shouldn't have won a game this year, and they won four. Okay. because Almost, the, almost won five. And you, of all people, should know how hard it is to win games in the NFL. Yo, I'm getting sick of the sideways. No, no, I, no, no I, I'm, I'm being serious. We say, oh, he only won four games. Yeah, bro, that roster is garbage. That might be the worst roster in football. And yet they won four games. No, I get that part. I get that part. Could have won five in a shootout against the Patriots. And so, and what I'm saying is, that's the that's the sign of a good for every for all the shit we're giving Joe Judge for all the shit we're giving Mike McCarthy. Let's give David Cully some praise. That is a terrible roster with zero foundational pieces, and I mean zero. There's not a player on that roster that you're saying to yourself, "Oh yeah, we should keep long term." Maybe Laramie Tunsil, but I but I heard they're trying to trade him for picks. That's so, what I was gonna say. I think I think there's a couple dudes on the O line. That's it. And so the so the point is they have zero people on that roster that is good, and yet you won four games in the National Football League. That's hard to do. Do you think he's gonna get a head? I don't think he's gonna get a head coaching position in the NFL. He's better off trying to go to college. I mean, I don't or take a good no, OC. Or I well, I mean, I will put it to you this way: he was never going to get a head coaching job to begin with. He's been in the league for thirty years, never got a chance. They only gave him this chance because he was going to be the lame duck coach. And I feel like the only reason why they got rid of him was because of the Brian Flores firing in Florida, in Miami. I think they think if they can get Brian Flores, they might convince Deshaun Watson to stay. Which I don't blame them for having that opinion. Right. If things change, things change. He was supposed to be the lame duck coach. He was supposed to be the Byron Scott. He was supposed yeah, but, to be the but, but Cully, just so you go, so no, because I didn't know. So I'm not acting like I knew this before. I just looked it up because it was bugging me. He's never even been a coordinator anywhere relevant. So before he was he was the Texans head coach this year. Before that on the Ravens, 19 to 20, he, he was assistant head coach, wide receivers coach, and passing game coordinator. He was the quarterback coach in Buffalo from 2017 to 2018. He was assistant head coach and wide receivers coach in Kansas City 2013 to 2016. He was the Philadelphia Eagles senior offensive assistant and wide receivers coach in 2011 and 2012. He was the, the, the Eagles wide receiver coach uh, from 1999 to 2010. So he's pretty much been a wide receivers coach his whole career, yeah, with the exception of this year. So 
Did he overachieve? Quite possibly. But I think I don't think he should get a head coaching position. He should become an probably become an OC and see how he does. Yeah, well, I, I think he was the he was the Kenny Atkinson, Byron Scott. He was supposed to be the guy that was going to be here for the rebuild. And then when they got good again, they were going to fire him and bring in somebody else to take them over the top, right? But we didn't think it was going to be after one year. And that was kind of messed up. But however, because he overachieved, maybe somebody will say, well, damn, if he could do that with that roster, let's see what he could do with my roster. We, who knows? I, I'd, I'd make him an OC first. And I don't even mean that as an insult. That'd be, with the exception of last year, he, him becoming an offensive coordinator would be at a promotion in his line of work. He, he, he was a he's pretty much been a wide receivers coach or some type of offensive coach his whole career, dating back to the 70s. Right. So the dude knows offenses. Make him an OC. Let's see what yeah. he can do. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm in total agreement with that. I'm more upset about the lack of black coaches. Mike Thomas is the only one left. Now, and people are going to say, oh, well, don't worry about it because we're hearing all these good things about all these black candidates. Yeah, until I see them running, the, roaming the sidelines with the headset and the play calling sheet in their hand, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear about Bianami. I don't want to hear about Leftwich. I don't want to hear about Flores. I don't want to hear about any of these guys until I actually see it. Because every year is supposed to be all these black coaches candidates that's supposed to get hired and they don't get hired. It's like the fourth year now that we've heard Bianami's name. He hasn't gotten hired yet. Yeah, but also that's that's the catch too. And just, uh, you know, it's objective reality. You know how they can't, and I know this better now because of the Giants, but they can't really do the real interviews unless they're eliminated. So, and as you know, we just said it, they've made the championship game four years in a row. So no team that was bad enough to need a head coach would be able to even talk to, to the enemy until they were eliminated, which has either been the championship game or for the last three years, the Super Bowl, which by then we usually know all the vacancies have been filled. And also with the enemy specifically, Andy Reid. Like we, he called, he's the offensive, he, he is the offense. So it's that's, one of those. That, that's fine. But my point, my point of the matter is we're hearing all these names floating around Brian Flores, the enemy left, which uh, there's some others. I'm, left, I'm which too, the left, which just got uh, the bucks just got eliminated. So he's no, another one. Right. My point is until I see these guys on the sideline with the headset on calling plays, I don't want to hear about, oh, don't worry, the Rooney rule is fine, there'll be black coaches. Oh, no, I, I don't think anyone believes in that fallacy. But real real question. No, I've, I've heard people say it. Oh, oh sorry. I've, I've, heard, I've, I've heard people say it. I mean, I think somebody said it in one of our chats. Oh, well, don't worry, there'll be more black coaches because – so-and-so is going to get a job. This guy's going to get a job. Yeah, okay, cool. Until I see Yeah, but I'm, I'm with you there. But where would you like to see Byron Leftwich coach? Me personally, I would love to see Left go back to the Jags and be the head coach of the that, Jags. I think the Jags would be a great uh, position for him. I think Minnesota would be a great position for him. If you, th- you think about Kirk Cousins, uh Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, because somebody made a good, I forgot who said this. Somebody made a good point. I think Rex Ryan said it. The If Aaron Rodgers leaves the Packers, the Bears and the Vikings now become the best jobs available because you could run that division now. So, you know, I, I, you know, I would love to see Byron Leftwich. I, I want, I don't want to see him in New York because New York is such a hard market. I don't, I don't put that on anybody unless it's somebody who's been there, done that before. 
Um, especially not their first coaching job, head coaching job. I think Jackson, I think he would be a Todd Bowles was the other one. It was bugging me. I knew there was another African American right. coach. Yes, Todd. And Todd, Todd Bowles was the other one because I knew he had experience, but I knew it. I didn't want him. So it was one of those things where somebody's like, How come Todd Bowles isn't getting? I'm like, I was like, I'm not dying on the Todd Bowles hill. You know what I mean? Like, that's not no, yeah. It's yeah, Todd Bowles. I've heard that name too. I think Jackson would probably be perfect because he'd be adored there. You know what I mean? They love him down there. Uh, Leftwich, you mean? Yes, for, for Brian Leftwich. Um, Brian Flores to, to, to New York. I'm I don't think that's going to happen for no other reason than just the connection to the Bills is so strong now. And and, and I know people are going to do the, well, that's another black coach, but like we knew if we got Joe Shane, the likely candidates, and Brian Flores still is one of them, but it seems to be between Dan Quinn and, and uh, the dude from Buffalo. I keep forgetting his name. Gable. Uh, yeah. So that's what it is. And it is what it is. Like, that's how, like, because if we would have got the assistant GM from the Chiefs, then I think uh, it was the enemy and Flores would have been the two that would be most likely. And I don't, I, once again, I don't know. I'm not an assistant GM. I don't even know how to grade them. I'm excited for Joe Shane. I think it's he has an insane name because it does not look like Shane. So people are going to be pronouncing it wrong for eternity. Uh, in regards to the black coaches, you know, and 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 the, and the and the world keeps turning, bro. Like I feel like me and you could do Denver. This. I think Denver's already narrowed down their list, and there's not a black coach on their final list. Well, I mean, so when is out. there ever like? So that's out. But I'm, but I'm just saying, Mike Tomlin cannot. You can, have cannot. the Broncos had a black coach like in the last twenty years? Yeah, they had um, Van Joseph, but the guy before the guy before the guy before the guy that just fired was black. Wow. Yeah, See, and, and another positive because sometimes, I, like when you said, tell, tell me things, I'm like, oh, wait, that guy's black. But how do you not know? How many Texans games was I watching this year? You know what I mean? Like, damn, people act like we're supposed to know the colors of, of certain people, especially in this sport when we barely know what they look like underneath the mask. And it's like, y'all, y'all kind of sus with some of your takes. Like, I should know what race somebody is based off of what. <laughs> like, yeah, it's. it's- I, I just, I just, I can see it now where I could see a situation where Mike Tomlin really might be the only black head coach and Ron Rivera, the only minor, minority coach in the NFL. Well, Robert Sulla um, would be, be considered minority. But the point of the matter is I can see Mike Tomlin really being the last man standing next year. And that's sad. Oh, uh, uh, Jim Caldwell is another guy that apparently out of nowhere is getting a lot of hype to come back to coaching. Um, no, I've been a, hearing. I've been hearing his name. Also, he's getting the hype because, rightfully so, NFL fans pointed out that this dude was fired, having the best Lions record in, in recent memory because they weren't winning enough, and how double sided that bullshit was. So right. his name's brought up pretty much because fans of just everybody is like, "Look at that!" And, bullshit. and really, Pat McAfee, shout out to him for, for yo, Pat McAfee's him. the man. Can that, we just appreciate? But, but Listen, again, okay, and that's, and that's great. I got one thing I want to end it on because I feel like it's appropriate. Pat McAfee's the best thing that state's ever produced. He's the best thing that ever come out of Indiana. He's not from Indiana. Yes, where he lives, he counts. He, the show's he's from the, Indiana. He's from Indiana. He how claims Indiana. How dare you? He's from Pittsburgh. How freaking dare you? He claims Indiana. No, he doesn't. He claims the Colts. That's it. He's he claims in, he, he watched the show. Have you watched the show? Like, this, isn't the show like, in Indiana? 
No, bro. The, sh- the show is, I don't know where the show is. I, well, I don't know where the show, the studio is in. But the point is that's sure they're in Indiana. Indiana. That is Yenzer Central. That's all they talk about is Pittsburgh on that show. They're from Pittsburgh. Yenzer. Don't don't disrespect. Don't disrespect Pittsburgh like that and give it to Indiana. Oh my that's god. That's Indiana ever did. Was draft. <laughs> <laughs> Not Peyton, but but Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. Best thing Indiana ever did. Oh my goodness. Peyton, you mean that great Broncos quarterback? Uh Hey, Matt Stafford, I didn't talk about you enough today, man. I'm proud of you, bro. I'm really am proud of you. I'm rooting for you. I hope you win the Super Bowl. I really do. Yo, we're, we're going to have to do a whole dope radio, bring dope radio back. It's been too long, but we have to do a dope radio just based off the artists in the halftime show. Yeah, we should do like a, a dope radio. We could do a tier list of like best, best halftime performances. Janet oh. Jackson, number one. Janet Jackson. <laughs> the city's always one. Tell them where they can find you, bro. Still number one in my heart. <laughs> You're the reason I became a Panthers fan. You can find me at Never for Brett Me. That's N-E-V-A underscore the number four B-R-E-T-T underscore M-E on all the socials. Fake titties making fake Panthers fans. I'm at not the Chuck D on all the socials. I'm at the, the underscore dope blog on Instagram, the dope blog, all one word on Twitter. And yeah, that's it, right? Oh, www.thedope.blog. Oh my goodness. If you're on YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe and join us next time. As we and share that shit, stuff. please. Yeah, share it, please. Do 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 all the stuff. We need it all. You know all the stuff. We need we need we need help too. And to join us next time as we continue to discuss other people's excellence. More nerd shit on the way, fellas. Absolutely. Including great halftime show with amazing. Hey. Don't bother me. I'm working.